0: Did you know that the current airplane economy trade has been in the market for almost 60 years without prolific change? Our guests today are the co-founders of the concept, a solution-based company that stride on innovating through and with efficiency, sustainability, and adapting while immersing the entire market ecosystem. crazy birds without any further ado i would like to welcome maria sob mohammed rizal hikmatullah and yadushan Mahendra. so welcome (laughs) welcome to the podcast guys it's amazing to have you here in the sustainable city thank you and i would love to know how each of your sustainable journeys actually started so if we can maybe start
1: with Maria to tell us a little bit more how it start? So personally the way that I look at sustainability is that I think I've lived long enough, even though it's a short amount of time, I've lived long enough to look at projects that are being put out with from people and by companies and they have huge banners and signs and advertisements that they are 100% sustainable or that they have this huge sustainable approach and then I take that in and I'm just like "Um, I don't think that is 100% sustainable but if you want to market that, please put it in another way so I think that really hit me on a personal level where I did want to create a change or at least a chain of impact where whatever is actually sustainable has to be not portray to the to the audience as if it's a lie or as if it's just a catch so how about you Yad
2: um I think for me I wasn't the biggest sustainable freak I think it was about two years ago when we started our company um and I think it's pretty much the same as well for Rajal. you know while we understood sustainability while we got the fact that yeah it does play a big factor we didn't really keep our minds to it Um, But I think that's where Maria came and changed our perspective um, and also the way our company Vision was formed, which is the importance of sustainability, the impact that it has, not only for our generations, but for the generations ahead of us. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, been our journey. And I think for me, it's constantly through podcasts like this. and. Um, especially having Maria who you could say is our brand ambassador for sustainability to understand and learn why sustainability is important so I would say that I'm still learning but I understand today the importance of implementation behind
3: sustainability.
0: and Rijal how about you
3: I think for me it's pretty much the same very recent in the sustainability aspect i come from an engineering background so i've seen a lot of advancement in technologies and you know sustainable technologies and materials that are like biodegradable compostable recyclable and that is also part of our research and development in the company so not much of sustainable materials has been like implemented nowadays although it's you know they are set for application so we took that as a, an opportunity for us to connect companies and consumers to use this biodegradable sustainable material and use it to the daily products and consumers that companies are you know, trying to adapt and change. And with that, we, we can have a win-win situation if companies are you know, initiating this and partnering up with us or any, any other sustainable you know, aspect that we are trying to conquer.
2: Yeah, and kind of adding in on that as well, it's for me coming from the business side, You know, I guess initially when Maria brought up the sustainable factor and Rajal looked at the engineering side of it, it was always trying to sell that because sustainability, of course, comes at a cost. Mm. Um, But that's where, as a solution-based company, today we're focused around only sustainable products, but then we tie that up with IoT and technology that for our airlines or for end users, they actually benefit more using sustainable products than non-sustainable products.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. And so the concept first started as part of the Interlac incubator program in your final year at uni how did the three of you actually come together to form the concept the concept that is a registered company already with a few award uh, awards under its belt yeah maria
3: i mean i can yeah yeah Rajal, go for it so how it started was i was uh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was in my university and maria we i met her through yet and in our last semester we were thinking like you know Nowadays, education is not enough. We want to make you know we want to be more than when we graduated. So Intellect announced that its first cohort on our last semester of university. So we decided to take that opportunity to be different while we're in a university. And we built up a team, and we had the chemistry, we had the you know the educational background between design, and business, and engineering. So we formed that team and built an idea through that and applied, and we came to the top four in Intellect like first cohort, and we got granted fifty thousand, and through that instead of. We, dividing the money, we took that an opportunity to create our own company.
2: And I think a big part of it was also, um, we had the foundation for it. So we had design, we had business, we had engineering. Um, There's been a lot since then that's taken place. I mean, in terms of, you know, the three of us today were literally like family. Back then, we were just really close friends. There's been a lot of ups and downs to get us to this place. Of course, we're blessed. Recently, we won um, startup of the year by the entrepreneur, but it's been a lot to get us here. But Interlock was a great launchpad for us, um, and us just being good university friends helped that chemistry to get us where we are today. So it's been an exciting year and a half,
3: Maria.
1: And I think, in my perspective, I think they've covered everything how the story initially started. So. As we started to become close and personally, as I started to see how the company, because again, we did not expect this to turn into a proper company. We thought this is gonna be a project where it can be successful, we'd win. And that was about it because I think that's what we're used to in university projects. You just win it and then you get like a prize. But um, for it to actually be turned into a company, I think it put me in that place where I realized that people that are exactly like me, they can have that high position in a company that can impact change and make change. So I did not realize That I mean, I always thought, for example, like a CEO or like a government government person or like a CFO would be some kind of mystical creature that somehow he got to that position and only he can do what he does. But as soon as I started to see, oh, we can speak to those people, we can actually set up meetings and impact the minds of those people in those companies. It started to actually motivate me to want to be stuck into a company that has a sustainability drive and to also push my team towards that because we have that engineering background business and design where we can talk to those people in the higher positions that don't have a vast knowledge or, you know, in-depth feelings towards sustainability. They're just doing it for the money or for the position. Um, So it's just small people like us being able to impact people at a larger, uh, at a higher position. I think it really drove us to want to stick to being a company together.
0: How would you guys actually then describe what the concept actually does?
2: So I think we're what we poise ourselves as a solution based company um, and it's like how you introduce us we focus on three key things which is sustainability adaptation and efficiency so we're not you know we're not that company that recreates the wheel or brings in something brand new because there's so much potential in the market with products today that are non sustainable so we really focus on products that are already in the market that are non sustainable and then we start to we have our partners so um, we have our material partners based in Sweden and our manufacturing partners based in Spain. So we sit down with them and we look at okay, how do we make these products sustainable? So for example, the Infight Economy Food tray, It was made out of melamine, a plastic that's non-biodegradable or recyclable. And then we sat down, did the research, found the material that can replace it, uh, found the manufacturing partners, and that's where a sustainable factor kicks in. But we also a big part of our company is to make sure that our products are adaptable. Um, so we're in the 21st century and technology is all over the place. So we start taking pieces of hardware that's like an infight economy food trade that nobody really focuses on, uh, make it sustainable, but also we add in technology um, so that we can make it an IOT device, so that it can literally communicate with the cabin itself. And for example, for Project NEOS, we've uh, included QR codes and RFID technology that allows a passenger to have an interactive dining experience and for the cabin crews to actually understand, get information, and for the airlines to data capture. And we want to do all of this efficiently because that ties back into a sustainable approach because it's not just about sustainable materials but it's the way that you run your company it's the way that you do your production so we're one of those companies that we find the solution we implement it but we take into consideration that it has to be sustainable it has to adapt back into the market and adapting back into the market is key because you know one of the biggest issues that we face as a company is when we try to sell a sustainable product sustainable products usually more expensive than a generic non-sustainable product so most airlines or corporates or even the big guys they come back and they say no if it's not the same price, we won't buy it. And that's when we adapt our product using technology um, and get it to about or even more financially beneficial for our end customers. So yeah. So I
1: think as the concept over time we were able to find our identity together as a team where just as Yad mentioned, we we wanna provide the larger corporates uh, a solution with the balance between sustainability and the cost behind it or the price that they're going to pay for it. So I think behind the concept, they do offer a large form forms of design, services, materials and, and research and, and innovation. But I think that the core role that we see ourselves playing, especially in, in the Middle East, starting in the Middle East, is... Finding that balance between sustainability yep. and the price because it's, it's very expensive. And to be honest, now if you ask any company, I mean, is like I, I think you see people with sustainable products. Whenever we do see people with sustainable products or with you know leading sustainable approach, we kind of see it as a luxurious. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it, it's more. It's more of a luxury that, that yeah, we need. Luxury, luxury. luxury. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not affordable by with a lot of from a, a lot of companies or even household. It's not that easy in such countries to switch from sustainable living and and stay that way mm. so I think what we want to do again our, our identity is just to find that equilibrium between the materials used and the cost that we're selling and, it at. And
3: a, and a big part of the concept is that as I mentioned earlier that we connect companies yep. to you know to have a sustainable approach they don't have the idea that you know you can have a win-win situation not just by introducing a sustainable product it's going to be expensive or the quality is not good but nowadays the technology has been advanced the material has been advanced organic biodegradable compostable material that can be even back to the mother earth we as a con as a concept we do that as a big part of our mission. Yep. You could say to connect these companies, to have them, to have, to give them a clear vision that you know, sustainably can be a win-win situation.
2: And and it's like our supply chain. Just as Rajal said, like our supply chain includes manufacturers who've been in the market for 60, 70 years, 300 million turnover companies. But a small company like us, when we partner with them, we show them how we can actually win using sustainable products. And doing that itself, outside of just you know being a corporate looking to make profit. We also hold ourselves responsible to, to give corporates the knowledge. So we have that voice and opinion as a small startup, but as a recognized startup to be put in front of big companies and to let them know that sustainability is key. We need to move forward with it. And there is a way to actually bring out practical, sustainable aspects into the market, but we just need to go a bit ahead and bring the technology into it.
0: Awesome, that's great. So, one of the projects that you guys have actually done is that you've developed a product that I'm sure there's loads of airlines that jumping on this because it can actually save them millions of dollars in fuel every single year. And that is your tray that you were talking about earlier. So what exactly is that? You know, what is this tray? What is it made of and how is it saving all of this money?
1: So basically, you can think of the NIOS tray as a layered composite material, made up of of layers of, of materials. And the whole point of that is we with using one specific material we can save the weight and with another material we can give it the strength and the rigidity that it requires for it to actually last so one of our main goals with the NIOS tray is not to have it as a disposable tray because again we've all seen those biodegradable 100% recyclable products but they're all disposable they're not rotable so our goal with the NIOS tray is to make it rotable so that meaning that uh, it can be washed and reused, for example, up to 360 times or at least, you know, 400 wash cycles. And, and that is a very, very important key because it does fall into the health and, and food and safety regulations. So it's not just about providing a biodegradable product, but we want to make it rotable and lastable. And when it comes to disposing of that product, we want to keep that sustainable as well. So if you can think of the Neostrate as a layered material, so what we've done is that with the unique material that we've co-invested in with our material partners in Sweden, um, we've co-created a material that can save up to 80% in the weight. So that material holds the core value of the entire product. And you can think of the skin material being completely rigid, at the same time recyclable and possibly biodegradable in our future um, launches of the niostre so when you layer that product together it does save up to 80 percent in the weight reduction that we were speaking of wow that is
0: really impressive and so this material that you're talking about is that like a secret ingredient that only you have the recipe for it or is it, is. is it something that you can <laughs> kind of give us some clue on what exactly is this product? Like, you know, is it like a plastic? Is it some, you know, um, magic powder with fairy dust? Or
3: <laughs> so, so we've been researching a lot since the past few years and like we've learned so much about different types of materials and we want to see the best and the lightest one and especially in the sustainable approach. We want to have a recycled material, a biodegradable material for the future. But the... Neostray is composed of two materials, which is also in the bioplastic family. It's in the plastic family, but we've tweaked, tweaked it to be a bioplastic. So the, the core material is, you could say, itself foam, and the skin is a rigid thermoplastic, which also we made it bioplastic. But the cool thing about it is we're one of those companies
2: where, yes, we've recently been started and we've just discovered and tweaked the material recently, but we're already working on our second material. Um, And our second material will be completely biodegradable because it's plant-based. So we're continually doing R&D. We're not just happy with what we have, but we know that at the end of the day, our product should be plant-based, come from a plant, go back to a plant and almost have zero waste and, and have zero impact. But of course we can't give out the exact ingredients so our our main approach (laughs) our
1: main approach towards research and our future projects is using plant-based materials and that is nothing new it's not like we're making up the plants we're not making up new materials it's just taking what's already mama earth or mother earth is giving us and repurposing that into our everyday lives making it rotable, making it things that are you know, that can last and it can be used over and over, but can still be put back literally into the soil and not harm anyone, anything, no plants or any, any animals in the sea or, or any of that. So at the end of the day, launching soon with our plant-based material, which is 100% biodegradable, we believe that that would be our absolute selling point to companies because we'll be able to match the cost and the pricing with the sustainable factor. And of
2: course, whilst we focus on Mama Earth, Mama Earth comes at a cost and Mama Earth is normally expensive. Um, and that's when we've integrated the technology. So with the airlines that we work with, the technology that we've integrated allows them to data capture um, the passengers' data, which is worth a lot, which is worth you know, close to 10 to 15 million US dollars. So that's how we really sell the end product to the airlines. So for us, it's a win-win situation because we're able to replace a non-biodegradable, non-recyclable product with a sustainable product. And the airline's able to purchase it because one, they care about sustainability And the second part is they're able to recoup the extra money that they put in by the technology that we've introduced into the hardware.
0: Mm -hmm. So then when you talk about this technology, what exactly does that do? Is it capturing, like, obviously the passengers' details? Like, does it give them, I don't know, like, I just envision, like, you know, this they're going to know that I want a vegetarian no. option and I have my playlist that I like to listen to and I want to listen or I want to watch my wish list of movies which I've been working on for the past five flights and haven't gone through like that's kind of what I think. So Yeah, so I
2: think I think it's it's rolled out into phases. But our initial phase since we're focusing on the trades, literally you as a passenger, hopefully by June when you're on board an aircraft, you pull out your phone, there's free Wi Fi on board the aircraft, you scan the QR code. The first thing that you would do is you would give your data to the airline, so your name, your number, email address and stuff. Because airlines only warehouse between forty to fifty percent of all your data. Because the remaining 50%, you as a passenger, you would buy it from a third party. So from like Expedia. Only 50% buy directly from Emirates. For example, 50% buy it from Expedia. And if you buy it from Expedia, the airline doesn't get all your information. Marketing. Yeah, marketing information. So the first thing is, you scan the QR code, you, you'd give the airline your information. But what do you get in return? Um, for example, if you're having lamb chops, you would understand how many calories your lamb chops are or um, where do we source them from? And a little video that even showcases how your food is made. Um, Eventually, we want to tie in a bit of AR and VR so that even before you get your food, the QR codes on the menu. And so you pull out your tray table and say, for example, your four meal options on your phone through um, artificial intelligence and um, artificial reality, Um, you'll actually be able to showcase what your food looks like even before you get it. Um, and tie back in with the airline so you'd be able to have um, draws, you'd be able to earn air miles, even order your um, duty-free through your personal device, and understand more about the destination
3: that you're going to. And you can give feedbacks about your meal. Which is the most important part. Which you don't have that kind of... Because I mean,
2: surveys showcase that um, between 20 to 30 minutes of consuming a service or a product, you're most likely to give your honest opinion. So this, we'd actually be able to get a passenger's honest opinion right on board the aircraft. But of course, for the feedback, the passengers incentivized. So either they get extra Wi-Fi or they get um, twenty dollars off their duty-free. So it's all about incentivizing the passengers to give their data, but it makes the experience a digital-enhanced experience.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I'm probably one of those pain passengers that you know always have an issue, whether it's from the blanket yeah. that I have an issue with because it comes wrapped in plastic. So I no longer use those blankets. I bring my own to <laughs> to actually the food on the plane as well because I mean some of the things which really bugs me about airline food is obviously all the packaging yeah, that man. it comes in to the point where I now pack my own no way. lunch or oh. dinner no
2: way. No way. <laughs>
0: yes that's me I'm the crazy woman that bring like rips out her tupperware even in business class my husband was like looking at me and thinking like what the hell you know woman you're having fruit salad (laughs) on the plane so yeah and i think you know if there was something where i could capture data and you know, say that, guys, I don't like all of this packaging. Do you not just have an apple for me, you know? So that is a brilliant idea. I think it's something that's so needed. And just to give the people obviously a better experience, especially for people that fly, you know, quite often. If you're a frequent flyer, you would like to know all of these things and i mean like we fly quite a lot with emirates and Mm -hmm. there's just something nice when you get on the plane and they're like hi good or like welcome back mrs nell and you know the personalized experience yeah so i think you know if you take something like that and even if it is something that is linked onto your ticket because i mean you've booked your ticket you Mm -hmm. they've got all your details so why not make people feel a bit special so i think that's brilliant i absolutely love the whole concept and i mean if we look at the tray itself just by the the sheer amount of weight that is saved by just switching one thing I mean, and it's like what you guys previously said, it's not reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. It is actually, you know, using something that's been invented years and years ago, but it is really needed. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that you can change. And I mean, especially when you look at the economy class, that is, it is really needed to to change that. that. And and the great thing
2: is with with the material that we've co-invested and tweaked on is, It has so much more potential to be used in so many other uh, projects Um, and we've already been approached by some of our partner airlines to start working on those projects but as a startup our rule is we launch our first product we do that and then we devour into five ten other projects we don't want to have ten projects and then but the great thing is the material has so much potential to reduce even more weight and to make even more of a sustainable impact both in the aviation sector and um, outside
1: aviation. Yeah. So one of our, our long-term goals with our research and developed plant-based material is you can literally replace everything currently around you. So whether you want paper, whether yeah. you want a cushion, or whether you want toilet paper, literally anything you'd like, you can make from this material, obviously with a bit of tweaks here and there. Keeping in mind, it's 100% biodegradable, recyclable, and sustainable. And compostable. And compostable as well. It can can be made to compostable. And 10 times than steel. So there's a lot of factors, I mean it depends if you turn it into plastic or or whatever you'd like but our main goal is that we want to start with the smallest blocks and then get to the higher ones later on because this material is again like we've mentioned that we're not reinventing the wheel but we do however want to replace a lot of things step by step uh, as our goal we do want to replace products that are literally in our everyday life so i mean one of our biggest goals is is replacing for example the tray tables and then moving on to the seats of the economy and then probably the interior aircraft of the aircraft and Trolleys, I mean, literally everything, and possibly even going into architecture and and buildings that can all be used from this material, and it's one hundred percent biodegradable. But we just want this stepping stone, and our stepping stone, which is so fortunate for us, and it's an amazing opportunity, is the n-ply Economy Tree.
0: That's amazing. So, um, so then, obviously focusing on that for now. But is there any other things like you've mentioned the those terrible? like trolleys which there was actually uh i think it was a video or something with richard branson Mm -hmm. where he was Mm -hmm. trying it out to make it easier for his staff because obviously it's very hard to push those trolleys i mean you have literally some of these air hostesses is so tiny they're very petite you know they, they can't push all of these things it's heavy and again some of those stuff has been there for how many years and they've never changed so it's great to see that things will eventually change and I'm excited to see that you guys are making that as well come as a reality so yeah other than those two things is there anything else that you guys have in mind that you will or want to share for our crazy yeah. birds i
2: mean like even now we've just kind of i mean the entire thing is also to segment our market so and also look at different value chains it's not within aviation alone so recently we broke into the hospitality sector so we're currently working with the americana group um, to do their sustainable packaging. And also we're looking to work with Rove Hotels to do their sustainable packaging. And recently we were part of the Young Entrepreneurs Award for, with Unilever. Um, so hopefully come this month, we'll be looking to sit down with them and to impact that side with sustainability. So, I mean, there are so many interesting and, and fun projects um, that we're going to use this foundation to replace not in the aviation sector, but hospitality and yeah uh, yeah other industries. Yeah, other industries.
0: Wow, that sounds all amazing and I'm super excited to actually, you know, see more of your products and yeah, it will for sure make a massive difference. So about this whole like environmental side of things, what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? So, Yad, if you could start.
2: Of course. Um, So I think one of the most important decisions for, for me um, in terms of our company and what has been done for Mama Earth. It's probably, I would say, uh, eight months into our project, um, You know, when, when we really took the course sustainability. There are about three companies who have been producing in-flight catering for the last six years. And so one of the leading companies, um, we approached them through one of our partner airlines, KLM, um, and we actually flew down to their headquarters to sit down and have a meeting with them, uh, with a couple of their senior management and you know when we did bring up um, you know the sustainable factor um, they were excited about it but then they started looking at the, the costing and they weren't really you know sure if that's the approach they want to take forward because of the costing and i think for us as a young startup that was you know backed by some of the leading world airlines to go to one of the leading manufacturers and them saying it's going to be a 50-50 because of the pricing for us to not say okay We don't need sustainability we still have the technology we can do with normal plastic but we decided to say no we're actually going to move forward with sustainability we're going to give back to mama earth and we found our production partner called sb burner based in spain who recently just put a 30 million euro um, recycling plant Um, so i think for for me and that was one of the most important decisions which was just because one of the market leaders said "Mm, not sure about sustainability because it comes at a price We didn't stop at it and agree with them, but we said, no, we're going to take that front foot. We're going to make that impact change um, and give Mama Earth something back rather than just take from her. Uh, So I think for me, that was one of the most important decisions that we've taken so far for Mama Earth.
0: And you?
3: I think... um I have a similar decision as uh, yet here. But, you know, if Mother Earth can speak, she will probably tell us to go out of Earth already. (laughs) But uh, since we started the concept, we wanted to speak for Mother Earth. So we initiated, you know, we started this mission to give back, you know, what we've taken from Mother Earth by introducing, like, biodegradable material, sustainable, compostable material. So I think since... We started, this was, it was the best decision that I've made with the company is to introduce and connect these companies to have a sustainable approach and, you know, have that, you could say, I guess we want to see that, you know, going forward with Mother Earth in the future, you know, give back than that we've taken.
1: Awesome. How about you? Yeah. Um, for myself, it, it's very much similar to them, um, but it also links back to the be- to the beginning of, of any of my projects or any of of the projects that we've had with the company. Where, yes, uh, it did take me a lot of. I wouldn't say confidence, but courage to keep pushing through sustainability and the importance of it, because we live in a country where it's not so easily, where it's not so easy to source recyclable materials. Mm-hmm. So, um, for us to initiate this project in such a country and with such legacy airlines, it, it there's a lot of bumpy, bumpy roads that we're going to be going, on. it's not just one road; it's plenty of roads. So, for me to to also <laughs> be able to want to push my team for the sustainability mindset, it's Takes a lot of energy because, you know, you can either make it or break it. And, 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 and Dubai is, is, is getting there. It's, it, there's a lot of innovation coming through. But in the sustainability factor, a lot of mindsets don't really um, absorb that. And it's more about the dollar sign rather than the impact towards the earth. Um, so the decision I've taken personally is just like Dave also mentioned is to say no. There, there has to be a way. And, you know, we were born into Earth in a specific way and we're going to go out in the same exact way. So whatever we are coming to produce on this Earth has to also go back in the same way back to Earth. So I, for me, it's, it's more like there is an answer. And instead of wasting your time researching on chemicals and, and flying to the moon, I think we should all put that time and energy and passion into what goes back to Mother Earth because... I mean, take care of Earth first before you fly to the moon.
0: So we're going to do the
1: final five yeah, sure. and what is one social media account that you follow? So one social media account that I live by is a person that has a company with his wife and he's called Chris Precht. So if you want to spell that out, it's Chris, P-R-E-C-H-T. And what they basically do is that they use um, bamboo in to make commercial buildings. So their office is literally out of the mountains. and they are literally the best company and best sustainable approach people because they literally take what mother earth provides and they make sustainable buildings out of that. Yeah, I think what I wanted to add as well is that this person and, and their company, they they build buildings according to their functions and not just for the purpose of building a building and having offices for people to occupy. So each building itself, even if there was an occupancy or not, the building still has a function and does not harm on earth. So that's why I have a lot of respect for them and What's what they that? do. <laughs> How about
2: you? go I mean, I, I
3: follow a lot of traveling things wonderful places accounts, I mean, in social media, the one account that I follow in Instagram is Voyage, 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 yeah. by 9Gag, I mean, it allows me, to, I mean, it shows that, you know, how beautiful, you know, nature is, and if all of that goes, you know, just because of our mistakes, I can't, uh, you know, why would I stay here in, <laughs> why don't we just go back to you know, why don't we just move to the moon or something? There's nothing <laughs> else in there, you know? So I guess Voyage as a social media account shows a lot of beautiful natures and, you know, landscapes. That's what I follow through with in, in social medias.
0: How about you? Yeah, I
2: think for me, Casey Neistat, uh, mm. famous YouTuber, a uh, bit, I don't know if you would say he's controversial, but I absolutely love him. Um, that might just be because I'm from the business side, but I love his work ethics. It's all about do more, work more, The goal is, you know, he has a platform um, and, you know, he's used that platform so many times, you know, to do good, um, to raise money, to raise awareness. You know, Um, some of the awareness was controversial, but it was still awareness. And I think, you know, by his work ethics, the way he does his work, how creative he is, but how he's not afraid to implement it. I think that for me is one of the reasons why I absolutely love Casey Neistat. And I think the goal is to build something as successful as him, to have that platform where you can scream, where you can use sustainability, influence people, but also not be afraid to take those risks. Um, and, you know, to be very frank, the, bus- the business risks that we've had to take, a lot of it comes down to me actually seeing him as an influencer and being able to not be afraid to take every risk. But just do it because if you believe in it do it and that's what he lives by so yeah casey and i said absolutely love him
0: awesome. i yeah. absolutely love him as yeah. well like he's just yeah. fantastic what is your hope for mama earth going forward
1: i hope um going forward that mama earth can understand why we made it go through a lot and that uh, us humans we needed our own learning curve before giving back to mama earth but i also hope that that learning curve um does not permanently destroy it and i just really also hope the animals understand i know that sounds so cheesy and 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 emotional but i mean plants and animals are dying because of us every single day and we don't even care so i hope moving forward that we can take that step forward and realize that they're important for the ecosystem just as much as our actions are important for mama earth
0: what advice can you help crazy birds this week to help out mama earth
1: Um, I would say take at least one step towards sustainability and go buy an aluminum straw and just take it everywhere you go. That's literally just one step and research about it.
0: (laughs) What is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey?
1: Up
3: to 90% of materials used in a mobile phone can be recycled. So so don't ahead.
2: break your phones when you're angry. Recycle them guys. Because 90% of your phones are recyclable. I think if we would just give one factor, it's one interesting fact in the room is we could make a tray sustainable and that sustainable can save millions of dollars and 30,000 tons of carbon footprint. So even a small impact can make a big difference. Um, so don't be afraid to start with something small with sustainability because you don't know how big the impact is because it's massive.
0: And where can people actually find you?
2: Um, in a little hole in a mountain. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn.
3: Vijal, Facebook. Facebook. No, what is it on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Concept HQ at the Concept HQ. Maria, what's um, it on for Instagram? For
1: Instagram, it's the the underscore Concept underscore Co, and it's the same thing for Twitter as well.
3: And on LinkedIn, it's the
2: underscore Concept um, Co um also our website yeah and our website www.the-concept.co and if you ever have any more questions i'm sure you can write into mariska and she'll hook you up with our email addresses
0: awesome well well um thank you so much guys i really appreciate it so much and we will definitely put this links um, yeah, thank you. in thank you the you for, show notes thank you for thank having you us thank you so much thanks for having us Welcome. this is
2: our first podcast and it was a great podcast and we're really yes. glad that we did it with uh, with you and, and mama earth so uh, thanks a lot for having us and yeah giving us a, uh, yeah, giving voice, us a platform yeah. and the voice and we hope it gets louder and we're excited to see mama earth grow
0: too